0: Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 450, our 420 special, kind of, sort of, but not at all. 420 on
1: 450. 50,
0: 450 on 420. Uh, that is the date that we are recording this on, and if you yes. don't know how to use calendars, that would be the 420 number and not the 450. Because <laughs> then maybe you have partaken in your 420 if you do think 450 is a day this month.
1: That's Okay. We accept you.
0: Yes, but <laughs> that is, uh, that is a, a long time. That is...
1: It's a 400... Like, we didn't do anything special for 450, but it... I mean, obviously, when we hit 500, we'll do something Yeah, mediocre at best. But 450 is <laughs> <laughs> a big deal. That's. A...
0: I mean, I knew it was coming up, but I also... I really wish I would have thought of it ahead of time because maybe we could have done something. Things are starting to relax a little bit. I could have at least maybe had... One or two of our uh, former right. co-hosts on board, but eh,
1: fuck those guys. You we, and me, babe.
0: Yes, we're in it <laughs> in it till the end. Yep. But I've been in it since the beginning. Yeah, you have. And as we always kind of bring up too, there's always the fudging of some numbers of those few that we never numbered right in there and before you, we started numbering yes. everything. And like if you smart take people. like a handful that I wasn't uh, up to record with. I have definitely done at least 450 podcasts, if not more. Yeah. And when I say that, it's like, wow. It's
1: a lot. It's,
0: it's a, it's, yeah. It's
1: a lot, like, how old were you when you, this intro is going to be like half of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. but how old were you when you started, when you guys started doing Dark Comics?
0: I mean, I was in my 20s. Yeah.
1: It's been damn near a decade since you guys started doing this podcast, right?
0: Yes. Yeah. And yeah the it's interesting how much I remember from certain things of recording certain comic books, um mm-hmm. some story arcs, some ones that weren't as great and just the joys and laughter and fun, and yeah, this really could be its own podcast <laughs> in of itself
1: world's longest intro,
0: but we didn't even really touch on any of that no, maybe we'll do that four fifty one as as like let's remember like a- this.
1: It's a very on Comics thing to do.
0: (laughs) It very much so is. But uh, we have the same uh, shenanigans that we always do. We uh, talked about some news this week. Got in some comic book reviews. Spider-Man, Dark Hawk, uh, (laughs) Mango and the Bunny Man. (laughs) You know. (laughs) That old chestnut. (laughs) Lots of
1: men as animals. In this, yeah, yeah. in this podcast.
0: <laughs> no, but they all were phenomenal books and um you'll just have to uh listen to uh find out why. Fuck yeah. So with that, grab a cold one and enjoy Drunk on Comics Podcast episode 450. DOC is life. I can't wait to tell you.
1: <laughs> tell so me so what, Tony?
0: So you know, I play D&D.
1: I do know this.
0: And I have uh, what they call an artificer who makes things, yeah. makes magical items. Sure. And uh, last night's session uh, turned a bit uh, upside down. Body. I guess you could say, I don't know, it turned from a one-off joke of this governess who said, you know, nothing really pleases her and me. To be
1: clear, the governess was being spoken by...
0: Oh, I mean, our DM.
1: Who's your DM?
0: My buddy, Matt.
1: Okay, so it was a dude.
0: Yeah, well, that's... <laughs> right. It, we're a bunch of dudes that are playing. Well,
1: sometimes ladies play D&D. True.
0: <laughs> but it is funny, uh, we did actually have to rank uh, his best female voices, uh, just because it's dumb and funny and hey that's what that's what we're doing but she said that and I'm just thinking well I could make something that pleases her and so you did my, my yeah my artificer thought I could put a spell in a rod or wand and make a vibrator a,
1: a beefy wand I hope
0: yes <laughs> and so I said that as a joke and since we had some downtime of role-playing while a couple of the other guys were Doing some research and everything, I thought no, I'm gonna actually roll the dice and see if I would be able to make these, which I could, and ended up getting some gold from them because of uh, you know just it was good role playing of the craziness that I was doing. It was just so dumb, and like I said, it was a one-off joke, but I didn't have much going on anyways to do, so I was just doing this. You're fiddling. But my uh, the rogue in our group wanted to set up the spy network, so that turned into like our f- storefront for selling these. Did you
1: create a vibrator pyramid scheme?
0: <laughs> no, we, we came up with some different tiers. You know, we'll sell them, but they can come in and get them recharged. Okay. So the lower tier oh, is is the, is the Sylvan Snatch Smasher. Oh my god. The the mid tier is the Critical Clit Climaxer. Okay.
1: That one's and then me. the
0: high high tier is the black dragon. That's
1: the best. Uh, name wise, they're also that's they're named appropriate to their level. So that first one is gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so
0: you're trying mean, to think of the the ways the economy works. Well, I'm,
1: I'm so you said you put a spell on the item to make it vibrate, right? Yeah. So does it vibrate just constantly?
0: Well, we kind of. Uh, you kind of got to use your imagination and kind of go with what the if the DM allows it, which he did. So it was just a small cantrip. Uh, the spell thunderclap. So thinking, you know, a little bit of Kay. noise vi- vibrates. Do you have the to thing. be
1: there to say the spell to make it vibrate? No. Uh,
0: originally, they were thinking that there's a button on the things, but I had made them voice activated, so they had to say my character's name.
1: Oh, g- gross. <laughs> <laughs> you would do that wouldn't you but i only did that
0: because i thought it was funny but then it comes into play actually later when i discovered because my character wants to kind of become a god and i learned that gods become gods by either stealing other gods portfolios or stealing their their worshipers and followers so Every woman in this town is going to be thinking of me and worshiping me. And
1: dudes me. who like it in the butt. Hey,
0: yeah. <laughs> hey that's more money for our <laughs> entrepreneurship.
1: So, okay, wait. So you say the spell on the on the thing, and then they have to say your name to activate it. Yes. And then, like, does it just wear out? Or do like they have to say your name again to deactivate what's, it? That's
0: what the, the higher tiered ones, it's cost more money. We kind of make more... Uh, the spell a little bit more permanent, where okay. the lower ones... Right, but they once get their they start it, does it
1: just keep going until it dies, or do they have, have a word they can say to stop it? Or did you not think about that?
0: We're Yeah, we're not really getting that far <laughs> into it. Like I said, it's a gag joke. It was a one-off uh, session where we are doing things, made some extra coin, and yes. it yeah. turned into kind of funny yes that was God, it was just so random are
1: so weird
0: <laughs> and that was not what i was planning on doing and that was not what i texted no but the group you had fun did.
1: didn't you yes yeah you did
0: actually everyone did it, except one of the guys who wasn't there when we summarized what went on he goes what the hell did i miss <laughs> so D <D&D sighs> is fun you can do whatever you want yeah you can and some some dms play it more loose than others
1: those are the best ones I remember I was once, uh, I played in a D&D game where we were all druids, and the DM had set up this whole thing where we were supposed to go into this forest that was filled with these people that we were supposed to battle. And I didn't want to do it. I don't like to battle. I'm really bad at it. So I was like, can't I just make them think we all look like trees? (laughs) (laughs) And then just walk through the forest, and they're like... I guess, so I rolled, and I got the roll, so we just all looked like walking trees and <laughs> have to <laughs> battle whatever it was, that was in the forest.
0: <laughs> That's kind of good. <laughs> that is something sneaky that I'd do, except for we have a dumb barbarian who would then like oh. just go and attack everything. And Yeah, those are the worst. Yeah.
1: That's why we were all Druids. I mean, it was nice that we were all Druids. It was just a whole magic campaign. But... Yeah, I...
0: Like I said, you know, it's it's definitely a game that before was a little looked down upon a bit. Yeah. Um, I've said it before; the pandemic has really opened up a lot more people to doing this, especially with what you can do um, uh-huh. online and everything. So, uh, yeah, D and D, anything can happen. D and D. Gonna start making you make theme songs for every game. <laughs>
1: Nobody wants that. Do one for Monopoly. (laughs) I don't have one for Monopoly. That game fucking sucks. It can die. (laughs) Doesn't deserve a theme song. Monopoly
0: fucking sucks. It does. It can die. I don't
1: know how many arguments I've gotten into. The two games that I've gotten into the most arguments over are Monopoly and Munchkin.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Munchkin you're supposed to.
1: I know, but it pisses me off. (laughs) My child is so devious and hateful.
0: (laughs) He's oh. the
1: worst. Oh,
0: you you want to get a one-up on him, have me come over, and I'll be like, oh, what is this
1: game that we're playing? Oh.
0: I don't know.
1: He's not stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he probably could figure out that you've played it before.
0: Well, he just probably to, guesses. Just with your
1: general existence as a person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just assume that you've played it before.
0: <laughs> oh, well, enough game time. Let's uh, start off with our, our Falcon watch.
1: Oh, my God. This last week's episode was so fucking good. I loved it so much. Yeah. It was so action-packed and intense. It was great. And meaningful.
0: Yes. That that uh, fight oh my at God. the beginning really is kind of like, oh, I've been waiting for this yes. for forever. and Yes. It was great, and then the the training montage also was yeah. one of my favorite things.
1: The little I liked the little Falcon and Bucky little bromance montage that they <laughs> Just, did. Yeah, it's
0: cute. It's it's such a good show. <laughs> it really is. It really en- is. I'm enjoying it so much. It really is. I think that was episode four. So what? Yeah, it was that was four, four or five. Yeah. No, I think five is coming up, and it's six parts. So. Oh, it's coming towards its conclusion. I was also thinking, too, I was like... I really have always hated um, um, Baron Zemo in the comic books. Mm -hmm. I just never liked him at all. And watching this, though, I was like... Oh, yeah, I have to hate him. I know. He's a
1: likable villain in this. Yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: damn you, Marvel, you do that so much.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, likable villains are important, though, because they keep you engaged in the character, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, it's easy to hate a villain. But, like, even, even with Thanos, like, you got to parts of his story, and you're, well, even in the original stuff, you're like, well, he just loves death. He's just doing it for mm-hmm. love. Yes. And in this one, you're just like, well... And even more so with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series, you're like, well, he did make the world better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe he was right. I don't yeah. know.
0: <laughs> um, one of the things that uh, I'm just looking forward to that me and my, my roommate were like, he's going to have a new suit. And then we see he got something. And we're like, it's going to end with him putting on the suit. I can't wait. And they fucking tease yeah. me so hard. And then they, that
1: stupid, they finally had an after credit scene. And it was so dumb. Yeah, I, mean, I thought it was dumb. I
0: was happy that they had one. Yeah, who do you th- who do you think the power broker is now?
1: I actually have not even thought about that. I have no idea. I've seen people talk about how maybe it's the what's what's his name, the guy who becomes the Red Hulk,
0: General Ross. <laughs> duh.
1: I don't think it's fair that you have control over the podcast. <laughs>
0: Oh, if only people knew. But, uh...
1: Yeah, and that was, like... I I um, am
0: actually... I do... Because he hasn't shown up yet, and that could be... Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think of...
1: But uh, he's not, like, a bad guy. So, like, I don't... I don't know. I guess I don't know much about that character. Like, I can't imagine him being, like, an undercover, like, a... guy who's running like a crime syndicate though right because that's so kind of i get the vibe yeah that it's like and actually not what you say
0: though, but he i didn't think he was going to show up because i did think this is going to turn into uh, or lead into the thunderbolts um but now because i was thinking uh, uh was it julia louise dreyfus
1: oh yeah she's uh i was
0: thinking she was the power broker adam hydra is that did they say that
1: that's who that character is
0: is she? Was she in anything else, or how do you she's know she's in that?
1: the comic books?
0: No, I know who. Yes, but did they establish that in the show? No,
1: but that's the that's who that character is in the comic books. Is Madame Hydra?
0: How, where are you getting that from? I googled it. Is it? And Connor also said it. Someone's theory. Okay, so they just named, Okay, then yeah, I must have not off watched... of
1: her name. If you Google her character's name.
0: Oh, I didn't catch her name in the show. Oh. I didn't think she gave her name because she gave a card that, oh, that card no. was just a black and Hold white Let me read card, it
1: to you. You, uh, which also
0: want, makes me want to just come up with a card and just start handing it to people like, who are you? And I just give it to them and it's just black on one side and white on the other.
1: Uh, Madam Hydra is... Oh, fuck.
0: So I was thinking that she was going to possibly be the power broker... But then I also was thinking maybe she's General Ross's secretary to recruit for the Thunderbolts. But now you kind of threw me for a loop and I don't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, Her name is Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. How did you miss that? It's the world's longest name. She says it right at the beginning when she introduces herself to him.
0: Maybe because she said that long fucking name (laughs) that I was like, What?
1: (laughs) Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine,
0: don't who know. is Madame Hydra. Well, that serves one of my mysteries. The original solves. Madame
1: Hydra, because I guess there's been a couple of them. So, I mean, but she also could be the power broker. I mean, those don't need They're to be true. mutually exclusive things. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what that means, because I don't know. I mean, I think it's really cool that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Um, because I love her. I think she's a great actress. I love Veep. Yeah. She's just so funny. So I, it'll be interesting to see what this character's like.
0: Yeah, it, it is weird, too, sometimes when you see comedic people and, like, a more serious... Which, Marvel has, you know, some comedy in it. I'm sure mm-hmm. she'll crack a joke or not. But, yeah, this is more of a outside her wheelhouse.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, so... <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know if she'll end up being... The power broker, or if somebody else is the power broker, um, I hope it's somebody else. I just want like a whole deep dive into like B, C, D, E, F, G level characters of Marvel. Like that's what I really want out of my Marvel TV shows.
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's get into comic book reviews. Okay, I want to start off with. Okay, I pick pick this up. Primarily because I love everything Xenoscope, but also because of the name. Man, Goat, and the Bunny Man.
1: Okay.
0: So. Mango
1: and the Bunny Man. Yes. Okay.
0: Can you imagine what this nope. book might be about?
1: A man, Goat, and a Bunny Man.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so
1: like a Pan sort of character? Right? Isn't Pan like a... Oh, d- like...
0: Uh, yeah, like flute, playing top, pan.
1: Top half man, bottom half goat.
0: Nope he is horns. he is pretty much, looks like a goat head, but like man. Man body. body, yes.
1: Goat head, so the worst sort of one of those situations. I mean, it
0: looks kind of badass, it's like the beast, kind of a bit in the face.
1: If you were a lady. And you had your option to date a man who is half man, half goat. What part of the man would you prefer to be half
0: goat? Well, I don't have to answer that because guess what? (laughs) The ladies love him. And that's actually the part of this book that I thought was hilarious. (laughs) It starts off with this uh, gruesome scene of them just killing. And the bunny really just like going at it and saying, fuck that, it's killing time. And just tearing into it and then and so i'm just thinking okay this is kind of the the way we're going to be going with this uh buddy uh you know duo here until the rabbit kind of comes out and is like they're dead they're all dead and then kind of looks around and like has this cute look on his face but he's covered in blood and not knowing what the fuck happened and then like okay so he turned into a murderous psychopath one minute and then is really a harmless innocent but uh bunny but it, it goes right into what I was thinking of, what kind of world is this? Uh, are they celebrated as heroes? Like, what's going on? And that's when you you find out that, you know, the bunny is kind of sad that he never gets ladies, where Goatman uh, seems to, uh, well, he's sleeping with the woman in the first scene when they're at home. So um, they even talk about that, and the girl is kind of repulsed about him, like, the hell are you and everything and just like it's, it's my roommate floyd um yeah he's, he's a bunny
1: wait she's making out with a dude who has a goat head but she's repulsed by a bunny man
0: yeah all right it's just it's how this universe works okay it's, that's fair it it gets more into the um the whys and everything which it doesn't make sense always but it in the in the sense that they are making for the, for this comic book, uh, I'm enjoying this um, odd couple type uh, scenario here, and it goes even more into um, it, it. Just the characters just become endearing of what they are, and the the rabbit kind of pretty much thinks that it's because they look at me as a furry, where they look at him as like satan's son
1: oh yeah the bad boy sure Mm -hmm. that makes sense
0: and so uh it kind of goes in you know there's a cyclops there's uh more characters that they meet um i mean i don't want to give away it was a funny stupid joke in in the comic book uh for a creature that ends up showing up but all in all great the artwork is good uh when when floyd the bunny gets scared uh you they pretty much show him shitty little rabbit turds and I just, oh. just giggled because of, of course. Because of that and poop humor. Uh so this was a, a I don't know, what you'd call it, not a huge giant side issue. It's more than a normal one. It had about thirty four uh, pages. It's one of th- uh, three issues and I can't wait to find out where the rest is going this has everything from the cults to sasquatch to ufos to Hmm. everything in between and it's for the many xenoscope books that i've talked about uh what really kind of pulled me in is there's they have a lot of good um female heroes yes i I always that's the biggest thing that i always push about xenoscope books is that's great
1: but but it and you have to, because if you just look at a Xenoscope book, you're like, well, that's just a bunch of TNA.
0: And that's just mainly but, the covers, too. Yeah, but. I,
1: but the art is beautiful. I have no problem with TNA, honestly. I think they're gorgeous. Um, but also, like, it is very female-forward
0: yes. company. So, to, to have a book starring two, two dudes, that's also what kind of pulled me <laughs> well, in. dudes. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> you can say dudes, the dude. But... Uh, yeah I'm enjoying where this is going uh it's it's different for a xenoscope I should say but in a good way it's yeah. got some horror comedy slash horror comedy yes <laughs> don't use my joke that I use all the time <laughs> yes uh, definitely they'll pick it up because it was definitely worth the read especially if you want something that's just... Downright hilarious, and also leaves a twist, so. Twist? Yes.
1: Noise. Well, Tony, this week I read Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow from Chip Zdarsky. Uh, Let me just read this little thing for you. Some time ago, during an adventure on an alien planet... Spider-Man found a new black costume that responded to his every thought. When he eventually learned it was actually a symbiotic life form that was trying to permanently bond with him, Peter got rid of it. The symbiote then found a new host, Eddie Brock, creating a dark, monstrous new foe for Spider-Man. Venom. But what if <laughs> Spider-Man had kept the suit for himself?
0: What? What? <laughs>
1: And that's what this book is about. It's a full-on what if, which is very exciting because we all love what ifs. They're some of the best Marvel books. Yeah, honestly. and
0: I haven't seen them put out a what if in ages.
1: Yeah, so you can't tell this is a what if by the cover because they used to come with like the.
0: Yeah, the cover just pretty much yeah. said the what yep. what's changed in the book.
1: And and it was always being told by the Watcher, right? as like a, I can see everything. Mm-hmm. And that's not what this is. This is to me more of like what DC's doing with their black label books where they're they're looking at these non-canon scenarios but doing it over a couple different issues. So this is a four-part series. All the traditional what ifs were always just a one-shot. So it's pretty exciting. Um I don't know that I really need to, like, I feel like that kind of explains the whole synopsis of the very first thing. But there's some, oh, man, there is some stuff in this book that happens where you're like, because when you read that, you think in your head almost immediately. Like, like we've all thought about this scenario. Like, mm-hmm. what if Peter did just keep the... Be it? What if he just was Venom? He would
0: just start dancing down the street, (laughs) Tobey Maguire style.
1: (laughs) Like, would he just, like, you know, I mean, would would he stay a hero? Would he become a villain? Would he become a more violent hero? Like, what's the, what way would it go? Mm -hmm. Sort of thing. I mean, it's all fictional, so it goes whatever way the fucking writer wants it to go. But in our minds, which way it would, what way would it go? And this is. I don't want to give it away. I really don't because it goes in a direction that's not like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. But also in a way where it was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. Um, so a hundred percent a pickup for sure. Like if you're into what ifs, definitely because this is the re- rebirth of the what if. Scenarios. Kind of uh, always
0: that synergy with because we know that they're coming yeah. out this summer with the what ifs yeah
1: yeah but it it it's exciting because some of my favorite i remember reading a, a spider-man what if and it was where peter was venom and mary jane was carnage And it was a really interesting one. But obviously, like, I've read all of the ones that were like, what if Storm got the Phoenix Force? And what if this person got the Phoenix Force? And stuff like that. Um, So. I always
0: felt like they used to be more going on the dark side. Like, almost like a Tales from the Crypt. Like, be careful what you wish for. Like, this isn't the best reality to do. But then sometimes they would have a a miraculous. A one. Yeah.
1: This is not going down the sunshine and rainbows <laughs> path, I would have to say. There's, like... Well, okay. So, I think there's... In the middle of the book, like, Peter still doesn't, re- doesn't know wh- what the symbiote is. Like, he hasn't figured out that it's, like... He just thinks it's, like, a alien tech suit or something. Um... But it's, you know, giving him, because it's a symbiote, as we all know, it's giving him nightmares. It's, like, draining him of his energy. He's tired all the time, but he can't sleep, those sort of things. And he's sleeping, and he wakes up from a nightmare and swings his arm because he can sense that someone's in the room, and he smacks Mary Jane, like, across the fucking room into a bookshelf. (laughs) And I'm like, mmm... Okay, that's the way this book's gonna go. (laughs) (laughs) So, and that's, like, just the kind of start of the way things are going in this book. And I really enjoyed it. And it gets quite dark. And it's probably going to get a lot darker. And I'm very curious as to whether chip has decided if this is going to be a happy ending or if he's going to end it in a very bleak oh it's
0: should be continued
1: yeah this is part one of four okay so
0: interesting yeah i can't yeah that's yeah that totally makes it more of a black label type
1: yes yep so i don't know how often these are going to be coming out and how many different writers are going to chip Zdarsky, i think is he the one that did, he did the Spider-Man life story book, I think, where it was yeah. like everyone was a was a decade. Decade, yeah. And that was really good, too. So he's kind of, I think it was him. I could be wrong. I read it, but I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it was him. So if it was him, he's killing it on the Spider-Man stuff. Um, but yeah, I... Not being a huge Spider-Man fan, you know, other than, like, the generic, like, we all love Spidey. I thought it was really good.
0: Yeah, he did. Yeah, Spider-Man, the life story. That's
1: what I thought. So.
0: And the last time the what-ifs came out was 2018.
1: Well, that wasn't that long ago.
0: Yeah, it it does feel... But then I realized, too, I read, like, almost all of them. Like, Flash Thompson becomes Spider-Man. Yep, I remember that one. What if Thor was raised by the Frost Giants? Yeah. What if magic came Sorcerer Supreme? So um, the X-Men were the dot X-Men, like uh, robotic code and
1: oh. uh, everything.
0: So, uh, yeah, I remember those. There are a handful. Uh, I think I like the ones, uh, cause that those were called What If with Great Powers, what they're labeling those all okay. were. For that was with uh, What If Infinity. Um, before that was What If, Age of Ultron, which those ones I thought all kind of sucked. Um, pretty much because it was dealing with Ultron yeah. and the Age of Ultron type uh, book. But um, I'm happy to hear more What If, uh, Peter Parker. I
1: know, it's exciting, and I can't wait to see what else they do in this series. It can't just be this one, right? There's got to be more to follow.
0: So they so. teased a while ago of uh, you know the Watcher coming back. And I wonder if he'd ever take up his mantle of doing what ifs again?
1: Oh, maybe, maybe we'll see. it's we'll
0: not the same without a bald dude poking his head in to see like, yeah,
1: but what if <laughs> instead of it just being a blurb at the beginning, and it was just this tall, bald baby looking dude <laughs> so.
0: well, uh, I want to quick uh briefly talk about Dark Hawk. Dark Hawk, Heart of the Hawk. Number Dark
1: one. Hawk.
0: Heart, Heart of, of the Hawk? Hawk? Yes. <laughs> See? Whole
1: K. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's
0: kind of hard to say. Yeah. So this is kind of celebrating the 30th, uh, 30 years of Dark Hawk and everything going on. Do you remember who Dark Hawk is? Who? No. Who is Dark Hawk? So, kind of. I don't want to say Power Ranger looking, but kind of. You know, he's got a cool suit uh, with like Wolverine claws and um, wings and everything. And back in the '90s, he was fucking badass.
1: What is this? A uh, Marvel?
0: Yes. Okay. And
1: oh, it seems like it. It seems like a very '90s character. Oh, very much. Darkhawk. So. Yeah. All right.
0: And he was all the rage. I remember having his car. Well, first off, I found. When I was collecting Marvel cards, God, I was like, who is this guy? And that was, that was pre before reading comic books and then finally reading some of the books. And this this book in particular has three different stories. It's kind of giving a brief glimpse at three different aspects of his life, which is actually interesting because of how I related to the stories within the book. I started then reading Dark Hawk when it was more with the Annihilation War and I've talked about it numerous times before of uh, the Guardians of Galaxy and everything going on there. That's where I got truly introduced to him as a character. I read some back issues to kind of get a glimpse of what he was so this um, book takes place in three different kind of eras of his life and it starts off with the past and then where i related to most was the middle uh story that had to do after the war of kings which is again more of what i i've read and grew up reading and so i related to that more of him and fighting some brood and everything and then goes into a, a last story that also is kind of like i wasn't as excited for when they kind of showed more dark hawks coming out of or more um Oh, what do they call them the the raptors coming out and everything which was interesting in some aspects but in other cases i'm like i like just the lone dark hawk so three different stories that kind of they do it in a way that it does feel like it's one flow um it is a more of a bigger issue and it's going to be interesting to see where Darkhawk goes from here in the marvel universe so
1: is this a one shot it had to, I mean, yeah. three different stories. It had to be one shot, yeah.
0: right? Yeah. So it kind of, yeah, like I said, loosely took on the kind of the three different eras that he was in comic books. And okay. it'd be nice to see this is, you know, uh, showing that he's going to be coming back into the mainstream. Yeah, he's got to
1: be, right? Or why would they spend the time? I mean, they've been
0: doing every now and then, Maybe you know? he'll
1: show up in one of the TV shows. Yeah. Maybe they're going to introduce That would actually him. be really badass, because yeah.
0: he, such an iconic look.
1: Can give me all those... Give me all those characters. Give them all to me. I want them all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Gotta catch them all. Speaking of which, I don't have anything to, to, to really no, talk about. <laughs> I have
1: no Pokemon news, but yeah. why not just throw that in there? It's funny. Did you watch... Are you done with comics? Yes. more? Did you watch the Shang-Chi trailer? Yes. Fuck. Man, I watched it like five times in a row.
0: That was awesome. And awesome and also my one thing that I wish they would have stuck with the comic books, but also I have to let go of everything Mm -hmm. of being... Mm -hmm. Can you guess what I'm going to say? Nope. The Ten Rings. Oh,
1: I thought they were armbands.
0: Yeah, they're five rings on his hands, or on his um, arm, on his arm. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's who it was. They didn't really show who arm it was that was then wrecking Rielding, shit. Wielding, yeah. But, that's cool. It reminded me, it gave me some thoughts of Vibranium. Um, a little bit of, you know, that glowing um, Black Panther suit tech. And so, that could be an interesting way that they go about using them. I just, I always thought that the r- rings were unique for what they were, but also that's comic books, and I can Well, yeah, they made inf-
1: them sentient. There for firm in it. Yeah. Right? Remember I, that? Yeah, they didn't need to
0: go that route, but <laughs> it would be interesting. Or if they maybe tie these back to um, being celestial, because the other ones I want to say were celestial. Now I'm questioning that. But either or, having the real Mandarin in here will be interesting. I hope they do. So you quick... think
1: his dad is the Mandarin?
0: See, it could be anything different, uh, possibly. I I didn't get too much of that from the trailers of, like, who is who and what's what. I just saw fucking action, and Mm. this looks badass, and these are going to be some of the best fights that Marvel ever had, and just kind of, I was looking for more of the tidbits from the comic book, but again, I hope they do a nod to Iron, or, yeah, Iron Man of, you know, that Joker or whatever, Ben Kingsley.
1: Oh, yeah, him being the fake. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Like if they do that, it'd be kind of a cool, yeah. you know, reference to Tony Stark and and that movie.
1: I did not realize Aquafina was in this movie, and I love Aquafina so much, and I'm so excited that she's in this movie. Yeah, it's good water. <laughs> the actress, oh, Aquafina. <laughs> yeah, and I know. <laughs> um, I also really love the actor that's playing uh, Shang Chi, but.
0: It'll be interesting. It um, definitely shows some past revelations or, Mm -hmm. I don't know, flashbacks. And it'll be interesting to find out where he was during everything going on with Thanos.
1: Yeah, right? Like, where was he?
0: Could he be in a mystical realm somewhere? Sure. Could he have been snapped?
1: Yeah. Yeah, where were all those street-level peeps, right? Where was Iron Fist and... Luke Cage and Daredevil and... No, oh, I mean,
0: they didn't say... I mean, the Avengers were still doing Avenging that were left. I mean... Yeah. You know, if yeah. Daredevil was left behind, he was probably still daredevil <laughs> They just didn't really mention it.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, my God, though. So fucking good. I'm so excited for this movie.
0: Ooh, that's interesting, though, that I think of it, though. So Spider-Man stops spider Manning. So, someone would have to know he was blipped, probably.
1: Oh. Yeah. I mean, that's... Well, yeah, a lot... all of, Like, a lot of them. There was half of them blipped, right?
0: Well, I mean, not to give Peter Parker's, like, sense like of who he is away. Like, yeah, he was a kid that got blipped. Sure. But a bad guy would be like, God, I haven't seen Spider-Man forever. And then you'd you know, guess that he got blipped. Right. I just feel like his... His bad guys would care more about that than, like, a big bad guy that fights the Avengers all the time, who they have a rotating roster of people, and... Yeah. They'd probably notice that, um, I mean, who... Maybe his bad guys also
1: got blipped.
0: I mean, that could have happened, too.
1: It wasn't just good people who got blipped. Bad people got blipped, too.
0: But, I mean, Doctor Strange getting blipped, like, his bad guys would probably know that because they're probably, probably yeah they know he
1: i mean there's no hiding who he is everybody knows yeah yeah all his bad guys know who he is <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> and they were probably trying to break in the whole time but had wong back there I fighting can. them off and being or the interim sorcerer supreme
1: speaking of wong i started watching and it's been out for a while but i started watching deadly class did you ever watch that no. The show, the sci-fi. I think it was on sci-fi. I start, It's on Peacock. The free version of Peacock. So I started watching it, and he plays, like, the, the headmaster of the school. For It's such a good show. Like, you should definitely spend some time and go back and watch it. Okay. Just that... You said Wong, and it made me think of that. Because mm-hmm. that's what the
0: whole time I was watching it. I was like,
1: that's the guy from Doctor Strange.
0: <laughs> oh, um... Yeah, I don't have um, much news. It is. Uh, we are recording this on. Uh, some people's yeah favorite holiday.
1: Did you know it's also Hitler's birthday? Really. Yep. And it's also the anniversary of the Columbine shootings.
0: That I think I did know, but I don't really think of that all that much. <laughs> it's also Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I still remember back back before the bad times. So let's say (laughs) February of last year when everyone's like, everyone next year in 2021 Taco Tuesday will be 420 or no. Was it last year was uh, Cinco de Mayo was on a Tuesday. So that was the first of everyone. And then they're all looking forward to the next year hey, but it'll be over, and 420 will be Taco Tuesday. Do you eat
1: tacos whilst Thai? That seems like a very messy food to try and navigate while I think high. what they're just
0: saying is a lot of people like munch on tacos, and high people like to eat. Eat
1: tacos? A lot.
0: Well, they probably want to eat whatever, but tacos are just stereotype. such a good good food.
1: Tacos are delicious. I made tacos for dinner the other night, so I have to agree with you.
0: I also made tacos, so...
1: <laughs> were they delicious steak tacos? That's what I had.
0: Nope, they were just beef tacos, mm. but very spicy. Uh, the only thing that I have for 20 news, uh, because I don't search that out all that often, and we probably should have uh, talked to our buddy Jay, because he would probably know everything, but uh, South Park uh, launched a couple uh y uh merchandise. You want a high? <laughs> so there is a Funko Pop. Oh. Which
1: Tali did like heroin or something though, right? Or crack. He oh yeah, he was con- he was not. Well, I don't know. Weed. I think he was just
0: getting high over anything. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. And then they also have some uh shoes that came out that under a black light makes the eyes change uh like bloodshot ah. so i'm sure you wear these kicks in a nightclub or something and it would look like they're high and it has a secret pouch in the um what would, the tongue of the for
1: your weed sho- yeah for those people who don't live in progressively awesome states like the state of michigan well, where you don't need to hide your weed because it's super legal
0: oh well, i also don't know like <laughs> yeah why people really would need to to do that ever then your weed
1: would smell like
0: feet don't you put it in a bag or something and doesn't weed kind of smell like. Smells like skunk.
1: <laughs> Skunky feet. Ugh. It's <laughs> gross. Um, interesting. Okay. Towley. Is there a market for that still? Are people still.
0: I think they're just going with the whole, hey, yeah. let's put something out there. All people right. are going to buy it.
1: I mean, good for those boys still cashing in on that. Market twenty five <laughs> years
0: later or whatever After it is. Debut. Oh
1: god, <laughs> it's so it's still. Go- I don't. I have no idea how that just keeps going.
0: I- oh, I mean South Park as a whole is still interesting.
1: Mm. Agree to hard. Agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you don't know what you're talking. I
1: about. I I can enjoy south park episodes i have a hard time enjoying south park as a whole it's like i get a couple episodes in me and i'm like i can't do any more of this that's where i'm at
0: (laughs) so what would you think of uh batman in the fortnite world
1: oh god i wish that game would just die
0: well, it's not just a game, it's a comic book, so... Uh,
1: oh, they're doing a crossover?
0: Yes, yeah, so it oh, came out this week. God. I didn't get a chance to read it all, because I was going to review it, just because of the why of it all. But, uh, yeah, there's an extra dimensional Rift, and uh, oh. as we know, the New Frontier, you can go into multiple different universes. I think he
1: uses those Rifts to go hang out with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know. <laughs> I
0: mean... That's the thing. He has so many crossovers right now. He does. Uh, I don't think he's with the Turtles. Oh, with Scooby-Doo.
1: Oh. Which is it that... like Batman 66? Or is it like...
0: I haven't started reading it yet, but I do plan on It's gotta be reading, Batman 66. Because I like I liked the Batman and the Turtles. Uh, that was fun. Yes. So I will probably enjoy the new crossover with the Scooby-Doo. However, Fortnite... And I'm not dissing on Fortnite. Like, <clears throat> people that made it, they're geniuses. It's just not my cup of tea because I get my ass handed to me if I ever try to play these games. So, uh, kudos to everyone that plays it. However, the amount of money kids spend on it is, wow, crazy. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, there is a the book that uh, came out that had uh
1: Well, good on them, I guess. I can't really hate on people for trying to, like, cash in, right? They're just doing their thing. It's not my thing.
0: Speaking of cashing in. <laughs> so.
1: That was great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it works with what I was going <laughs> to say. So, uh, guess how much uh, 1939's Batman number 1 sold for recently?
1: Oh, God. $25 million? No,
0: not that much. Oh.
1: $3.2 million?
0: It's at one point two million for it, graded eight point One point
1: two. The so th- first, what one was it? The first Batman. Yeah. The Detective Comics number three.
0: Mm hmm. Was that right? Was that? No, it's all. It just says Batman number one.
1: Oh well, that's not the first appearance of Batman, right? His first appearance is Detective Comics.
0: I think this is just, uh, it's being broken as the highest ever paid for a very fine condition. Hmm. So it's not as newsworthy as I originally had thought, but hey, you can still make a, a cool million dollars on your not, uh, perfect, uh, graded.
1: Yeah. So, uh, you said a very fine, what grade, uh, what grade number is that? Do you know? About eight. Oh, Okay. Wow, one point, I mean, you know, I guess it's from 1940, so uh, I think an eight is actually pretty good.
0: (laughs) A graded uh, 9.4 went for 2.2 million before, so I guess you get an extra million for that .1 or graded.
1: You can buy a Batman number one CGC graded one, so terrible, I don't know. What a one is, but I assume that on it it just says terrible, for on eBay for nine hundred and ninety nine thousand dollars. What? Yeah.
0: I was gonna say for nine hundred that seems reasonable. Nine what? no, not nine
1: hundred and no ninety nine thousand. Still a, a lot of money for a one, but also like it's eighty years old. <laughs> you know, I mean that's
0: crazy. Yeah. Uh, some fun with numbers. I guess in two thousand six, a number one sold for eighty thousand
1: of Batman number one. Yeah,
0: and then there's an eight copy that was sold uh, just a couple years ago that was five hundred thousand. So the market is uh, hot right now. Well, yeah, of it's course. increasing. Comics it it are... does make me think I should start cleaning up my my comics that I have and maybe actually looking at if yeah. any of them. I do know some of them are actually worth a handful of money. Which one those are, though? I don't know if I have all the time. I have one, two, three, four. God, I have a ton of fucking Yeah, but how many books.
1: of them do you have that are like...
0: Oh, a lot of them I could probably just look at and be like, that's not going to yeah, be worth money. Yeah, like you
1: could sell a box of it for 20 bucks, Right? Maybe. Yeah. But how well, many of them so, do you have that are actually like... Legitimately, worth something.
0: Hey, if I have a handful of them.
1: Yeah, I mean you have this one.
0: Yep, and the other two that go with it.
1: as, as everyone that. can hear, what I'm pointing at.
0: Yep. <laughs> that just Thor one. Bit. That one's also signed by uh, Stanley right there.
1: This, this yeah. one that's just sitting on that I've I've set actual food on top of this one.
0: What the fuck?
1: <laughs> you just have it fucking sitting over here. I've set things directly on top of this.
0: We have to erase that now, just in case I sell it (laughs) and people come back and be like, "Oh, this isn't mint condition." It's
1: bagged and boarded. You are taking care of it appropriately.
0: Yeah, and I have it right there on top to remind myself: don't put food on it.
1: (laughs) Um, first appearance of Batman, just in case anybody wants to come back at us for it was Detective Comics number twenty-seven. I thought it was like three or four, but it was number (sighs) twenty-seven.
0: I didn't know we were arguing over his first appearance. I knew it wasn't Batman number one. But I knew it wasn't Batman number <laughs>
1: one, too, but I couldn't remember what Detective Comics it was.
0: So, uh... Kind of goes along with what we were just talking, to about money and all that. Um, there... The nfts It's still one of those things that I think is...
1: You're oh. paying for the digital rights to a digital piece of
0: art. I understand what the fuck it is, like. Okay. Ladies. I also just think it's ridiculous that well, everyone's yes. jumping on the craze right now.
1: Of course. It's it's just as ridiculous as, as bitcoins. Yes. I mean, and they're all it's all just created
0: value. Here's the thing, though, that I think is kind of good in the face of all this. Um, Rob Liefeld was going to have an NFT come out this week with uh, some superheroes that were supposed to debut. And he and each one was going to have its own nft i mean you could make bank on you know the original artwork and everything mm-hmm. but uh, over concerns of like environmental impact and everything which i don't think a lot of people do know all the power consumption for making bitcoins and all that like it's getting to a point where it costs more you need to have a farm that is just sucking so much energy mm-hmm. which energy is made by a couple different ways but the biggest is coal and gas and everything yeah. so these power plants are chugging along to pay for this warehouse of computers running non-stop that mm-hmm. the environmental impact is bad Are now.
1: nfts mined like bitcoins are i thought people were just selling the rights to things
0: see that's where i don't know But I'm glad that he's pausing right now on this. It didn't say he's not doing it, but over concerns of it. Because, again, this is the part of the NFTs that I don't understand enough of.
1: It's interesting, though, because if, if legitimately NFTs are basically purchasing the rights to a digital image, right? It is a way for artists who only exist in the digital realm, right? So, like, we buy original art all the time, right? But a lot of artists operate digitally now. Like, they do all of their artwork on, like, iPads and all of these other apps and programs and and hardware and things like that. And you can't really buy original digital pieces. They have no value. Except now, maybe they do. So that's an interesting piece of it I guess we have plenty of friends who like Dan Doherty does a lot of digital work so can he now sell his digital originals as NFTs and make money off
0: of I mean I those? guess I can't you know if someone wants to buy it like kudos to them I just personally think that's weird
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
0: But I just don't want to see it happening like to everything. No.
1: And it's just, it's one of those things that like, it's go- it has to bubble. Like, eventually people are going to come to their senses and realize that like, this me- actually just means nothing. We're just assigning value to things. What's uh, Arbitrarily, it seems like.
0: I mean, they they, WWE did an NFT for... Uh, the Undertaker for uh, a scene um, from his you know, past for opening bid $10,000. It's like that's where I feel certain companies like that you have fans that want these things and show yes you can say it's the fans you know their own prerogative to do this. But sometimes you have people that just don't quite understand what they're Truly doing, right? Because they want that one piece, because it will bring them joy. Now, granted, if it's some rich Mark Cuban guy, sure, cool, whatever you can own. Yeah, if
1: you can afford a ten thousand dollar digital image, I then... just think
0: there's some people that don't think of the. Maybe you shouldn't spend all your money on something that is. I this.
1: feel like if somebody is dumb enough to spend ten thousand dollars on something that. Of money they shouldn't be spending, that just sounds a little bit like fiscal Darwinism to me.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, true.
1: I mean, if it was like a couple hundred dollars, then I would, I would actually feel very similar, right? Because a couple hundred dollars is feasible for a lot of people, but not something they should be spending. Whereas ten thousand dollars is just outside of the the mindset of the average American mm-hmm. to just blow ten thousand dollars on something, it's like fake money <laughs> at <laughs> that point. So unless they're racking up credit card debt, which, yes, okay, on that piece, I would I would totally agree with you on that.
0: But <laughs> have you uh, seen any news from uh, Benedict Cumberbatch lately? What? Probably no. not, because. He's not really doing a lot of new stuff, and okay. I say this in the most try to be cryptic way, but ultimately he's had a couple posts on social media, but they've all been uh, of not his face. So there's one where it's of a ceiling. Um, there's another one um, more recently of the roof of his car, and him just like kind of talking, but saying, "Oh yeah, I can't show my face because you know it might spoil things for." The upcoming Doctor Strange movie. I bring that up because I'm curious what, what do you think?
1: What could have happened to his face that would give something the away? The only thing I'm
0: thinking is like a big gray beard. Like that's the only thing...
1: But what would that give away? Did I... he lose an eye? Does Doctor Strange lose an See, eye? So that's the thing
0: too, because any of that would be prosthetics. So it has to be... Or he shaved his head. Oh. The only thing I can think of is either shaving his head or... Growing a beard, something more drastic that isn't a permanent damage that yeah. we would have known his nose got ripped off or something.
1: But what I I still I still don't understand what that gives away.
0: I don't know, it could make it seem like he's lived thousands of years already.
1: Right. But I still don't understand what that gives away. <laughs> like I just assume that Doctor Strange is off doing Doctor Strangey things.
0: Maybe he's got uh Hannah tattoos on his face and... <laughs>
1: I <laughs> hope so. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> like giggle, what... I I, re- I, it. I just, I, I brought it, it. <laughs> up
0: because I thought it was interesting, but also, yeah, it was strange.
1: Huh. It's Doctor Strange.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other things. it's, it's, it's absurd. It's yeah,
1: is, yeah, so, 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 so. weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, They're done. They're wrapped. I think they're done filming, or they're almost done filming that movie. So, that's exciting. I'm very much looking forward to that.
0: he has got a mohawk?
1: Oh, he's like, he's like punk Dr. Strange. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like Bill and Tess. (laughs)
1: Ah, yeah. That'd be awesome.
0: (laughs) Um... Last thing that I have talked about, the Guardians of the Galaxies, uh, along with the Sword books and with Doctor Doom, their big event that's going to be happening this summer is the Last Annihilation. And the cover that it, that it looks like for the Guardians that you don't know who it is that they're going to annihilate. Uh, however, it, it does give some, some callbacks to... Annihilation War and... Yeah, it's Annihilist,
1: right?
0: That's who you think it is?
1: I mean, doesn't that... Oh, that's who it
0: was. Yeah, Yeah. Annihilation. But I don't think that's who this is. I mean, trying to think of who the silhouette is... Bring back the bugs. I I don't really know who it's going to be, but... That's that. And then Avengers are going into World War She-Hulk this summer. So... Some less uh, big events. Uh, the symbiote thing is finally oh, came the, to an the end. King of King and Black.
1: King and Black. I read
0: and... issue five last week.
1: I okay. didn't talk about it, right? No, you did not.
0: So I read it, and I was gonna quick talk about it, but then I just forgot. Just like the event itself. Uh, the ending was interesting because uh, Eddie Brock was dead and then came back to life. Do you ever remember Captain Universe? No. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. So, the Captain Universe power is the Omni Force. It's one of the big uh, forces within the Marvel Universe. Right. So, to keep tabs on everything, it's not something that a regular casual reader would know. But for me, I thought it was kind of cool. And that is the uh, antith- antithesis?
1: Antithesis, yep. Of Null. Good job.
0: So. That's kind of uh, Eddie Brock being powered up with the Omni Force, Ooh. and um, good for him. It was. I feel like was,
1: he's. I feel like he deserves yeah. it. It was
0: an interesting uh, road for him. Battle. I mean, it was it was cool and all. Uh, he pretty much uh, took um, um, the Silver Surfer's board and Mjolnir and kind of combined them into a giant he cosmic axe.
1: Was able to pick up Mjolnir.
0: That was also kind of a what the fuck's going on. But, Eddie Brock? Yeah. Wow. Well, he was also the avatar of, like, fighting the big bad guy, so I guess with...
1: Yeah, I when guess. When you have the Omni
0: Force, like, uh, ultimately it's kind of a thing that's happened, Um, and I actually have a pretty good uh, trade paperback with a couple stories of different people in the Marvel Universe who have had it at one point. It comes in the hero's darkest hour when they're fighting a mm-hmm. the big bad, and... You kind of get a really cool looking like um, star pattern, dark like suit. And it's iconic for the 90s. It's one of those things. So it was kind of cool that they kind of reintroduced that in the end of this. I still don't think how long it was and all the books was, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like (coughs) it it, because it dovetailed right off of that event that was right before that hell, the one that charles was always giving us the update on and then i lost track of it because charles (laughs) during the podcast but to me it just seems like it's been going on since then because it came right off of that
0: yeah and i mean i guess two pandemic kind of slowed stuff down and it did stretch out how releases were so i guess i can't I really hope that much.
1: Marvel's a little symbioted out for a while. Though, yes, you know. Yes. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you only need a little bit of.
0: <laughs> Do you have any other? Uh, yes, new let's news?
1: talk about the Nevers.
0: Oh yes.
1: Because I watched the first episode last night, and it was very good. And I, I, I there was a lot of it I enjoyed, but there was also some interesting questions that it brought up about things that aren't The Nevers. So first, let's talk about The Nevers. You also watched the first episode.
0: I loved it. In fact, it's probably one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time. It is, what I've told people, it is X-Men with steampunk Victorian age.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Girl-heavy X-Men, which I appreciate. Although, I'm also not surprised because people are really up in arms about the whole thing. Uh, specifically because they feel like it's all women, but as you watch the show, you realize it's not all women who no. have been touched.
0: Well, I also thought that that was genius in the sense of that's what I went into this kind of... Uh, I heard that it was, it was Powers, but that's about all I knew. Mm-hmm. And so just from the get-go, I'm like kind of intrigued with the decor. Like I thought the production value was like top.
1: Oh, super good.
0: And then just the story was also great. Yeah. But when they started showing some powers and everything, and then it's the whole school with the girls, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, so it's only women that got this. And even the council thinks that it's just women. At the end, you find out it's not. And actually, you find out a little bit sooner with yeah, the, doctor. the doctor. But, but doctor. then, but I'm like, okay, maybe he's just a one-off. I'm like, no, I actually like this. It's a world where people know people have powers, but they're totally wrong on who has powers. Right. Which could come and bite them in the yeah. ass?
1: Yeah well and it's interesting because it does kind of face the whole like the X-Men always did where people considered it to be dangerous and, and things like that and but really like those women, the two main characters I can't remember their names they're very British Victorian names um, Constance and oh, the widow I guess I can't remember. <laughs> Her name was, people keep referring her to her as the widow um, badass bitches um, I really love the one that Constance's powers are like she can see potential energy yeah and so that makes her a really great inventor and I love the idea of that power it's a very unique power you don't a lot of them I could tie back to like mutants Well, right? I was
0: thinking she's Iron Man
1: yeah, except, she's the builder, but she can see potential energy, right? So that's an actual. She also
0: invented some pretty cool steampunk power shit.
1: Power that she well, because she can see potential energy, she knows where the energy is going to go. Um, her sister can see the future in very short snippets, um, but then the girl that they rescued, who had like all the languages, I was like, well, that's cipher, yep. right? Um, I mean yeah, there's just a bunch of them that I could keep tying. <laughs> my, my favorite though is the the brother, right? The the rich lady's brother who runs the the sex sex den, the ferryman club. Mm-hmm. He is talking about this guy whose daughter floats an inch off the ground and they have to like tow her everywhere. <laughs> She can't reach the ground, but she only floats in an inch off of it, and she doesn't know how to move herself forward. And I thought that was so funny.
0: <laughs> yes, and the, the two main characters, uh, um, Amalia and Penance.
1: Penance, not Constance. I knew it was one of those. Penance? Penance?
0: Yeah. That's I, a pretty badass name. That's a
1: terrible name to give a child. <laughs> her parents <laughs> named her Penance?
0: I would be like, do you hate well, They probably me? called her Penny or something. <laughs>
1: probably, but still. Um, but it made me think... So the one thing... Josh and I got into a discussion about this as we were watching it, because you find out that the doctor... It seems like... I don't know how much of this show we want to give away. So they all... The people who were touched... Like, I guess we don't have to talk about how they became touched. That was
0: what the fuck. Yeah, that was crazy.
1: I really loved that twist. So watch the show if you want to figure it out. But the people that were touched, it seems like whatever their skills were, were enhanced, right? So Penance was already... I mean, they show her at the beginning, the water pump breaks. She figures Mm -hmm, out very quickly how to fix that. She then gets a power that allows her to become like a really awesome inventor. Um... The doctor has healing abilities, which, how very convenient for that. But it made me think, like, I know that there's healers in the X-Men, but there's not really, like, healers that they focus on. There's mutants whose powers allow them to heal. Like, Jean Grey can heal if Mm -hmm. she really wants to, but that's like a psionic thing. It's not really healing. She's doing something by moving particles around and stuff like that. But her power isn't healing. I know there was like a, a actual mutant called the healer who lived with the Morlocks. Morlocks. Not Mordox. <laughs> Morlocks. But like, why do you think?
0: The only one that I really knew was Elixir who had healing in... Yeah, destroying and, powers.
1: Well, yeah. And, like, he healed, like, very specific things, though, right? Like cancer and also one other thing.
0: No, he could... He pretty much, like, had the power to heal.
1: But how many... Because he's, he's, very...
0: he's part of the five now who helps resurrect okay. the, the people that come back.
1: But when did Elixir show up? And why wasn't... Why is it wasn't a healing... Power attractive to the people who created the X Men. Why isn't being a healer something that like one of the original X Men had? Is it not a sexy power? Is that why? Is healing like people I don't... don't like
0: to play the cleric? In I was just say... It's like you always got to heal, and it's like that's I want to blast people with my eyeball yeah. ray.
1: Whenever I played MMOs, that was always like it was hard to find somebody who was a healer because all you do when you're a healer is you're standing behind everybody fighting and you're just like, heal, yeah. heal, heal. <laughs> but I'll, but I feel like you could make healing a very sexy power if you just make the power, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like the one, the healer guy, I think if he heals somebody who is in too bad of a shape, he takes on the damage himself, which I think is a really interesting power. But I just thought it, I just thought it interesting that it's not really a thing you see a lot in any of the superhero books. As somebody who's a healer,
0: I think too that's like a pretty. Whenever there is a healer, like in a bad guy gets them, like they get them and like tie them up because they're like this is like my way to regenerate and true. They're pretty much. You probably don't have a lot of healers, yeah, because either bad guys steal them to like heal themselves, or they kill them so that the good guys can't heal themselves. I guess
1: that is a liability. Although, how do you... Can a healer... What if a healer can heal themselves? I mean, you have Wolverine, obviously, who has self-healing. hmm Who was the guy... Was it Elixir that resurrected all the mutants in Genosha? Who was that? Do you remember who that... Who that character was?
0: I feel like he was the person.
1: Anyway. That was the very nerdy conversation Josh and I had while we were watching The Nevers last night. It was about (laughs) healers in comic books and how I couldn't, without doing, like, a search, I couldn't figure out um, anybody. Like, I couldn't even think off the top of my head anybody I knew who had healing abilities. But, anyway...
0: I just, uh, really, yeah, don't want to give away the ending of that episode, but it was just, like, a that sold me even more. And also, because I wasn't really paying attention to this show before it, watching it, uh, Nick Frost's character.
1: Oh, the Beggar King?
0: I'm just like, he's gonna be fun.
1: He's great. When Everything she... he's in
0: is just amazing.
1: When she... When he tells, oh, when he says that you can bring me the crown jewels and they both kind of, the both the women kind of sit there and he, just the look kind on of he, he gets on his face before he's like, are you actually considering it? <laughs> like, but you could see in his face that his character was trying to work out the, whether they were actually thinking about doing it mm-hmm. or not. It, it, he really is a great actor. I'm really sad that his other show got canceled. Yes. Hmm. Never figure out what happened.
0: Um. Let it for your news.
1: Yeah, it wasn't really news. It was more just oh, I just wanted to discuss. talk about okay. awesome things. Yeah.
0: Uh, Booze in the Book this week is Home number one, issue one of five. It is being released by Image Comics and. I can't say much about this except for it's powerful. Is
1: this the one about the Im- the immigrants. immigrants? Okay, yep. The art in this, I didn't read the book, but I saw the I saw it and the art in it is fucking amazing.
0: It uh, follows this mother and son um, starting off in Guatemala City and really it just starts off with prose of like what's not like like prose as in the writing type of prose of what it is like to immigrant or to be an immigrant and coming to America and the thoughts of people here towards uh, illegal immigrants. And that really was uh, just seeing it drawn and the plight and the things that they had to do. And just also just flatly speaking, like how people think, you know, people that are coming with their children are only doing that because their children will be a bargaining chip to get them in when... It flat out goes.
1: It disgusts it, me. It, it
0: says like, as a parent, we actually worry more. Like, we consider that because we know we may never see our children again. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's so bastardized to say that they think it's a bargaining it di- chip when it's. It one disgusts
1: of those... me to think that people think that.
0: Yeah, but there is some good hope at the end of the book, and as as reading it, I was kind of getting to a point where it's like do I want to continue reading this? Like, I, I, I know about this, and maybe this book isn't for me. Uh, maybe it'll enlighten some other people. However, it uh, seems to be going in kind of a, a little bit more comic book route with uh, some powers at the end, and uh, we'll see uh, how the story unfolds because I'm definitely in for the full ride. So with that, uh, I'm going to pair it.
1: So we're going to pair this book with... Um... The American Agave Spirit from Eastern Kill Distillery here in Grand Rapids. They actually have a 2021 Añejo single barrel release right now. Um, It's their American Agave Spirit, which is some of the best tequila. It's not technically tequila. They don't call it tequila. But it's some of the best tequila I've ever had in my entire life. I'm not a fan (laughs) of most tequilas. And I love this stuff. It's very... Like butterscotchy, this stuff because of the way that they aged it, which is in their bourbon casks, like gives you like a full-on butterscotch punch to the mouth. Um, so you can pick that up from them. They sell it in stores in the area. You can pick it up right from the distillery. They make their own mixers, so you can also pick a, pick up like a margarita mixer to go with it. I would totally just drink this stuff over ice, though. Delicious.
0: <laughs> I feel like we're going to have to get a glass. Heck yeah. Or three.
1: Let's do it. we will go in on a bottle with you. All
0: right. Uh, well, with that, uh, mighty listeners.
1: <laughs> Stay thirsty for people getting what they deserve.